Thank you so much for checking out the audio version of my channel, Ruslan KD, can you stream out loud on all platforms? If you, yes, you find this valuable, the best way you can reach me, the best way you can give me feedback, the best way you can even hop into a group Zoom call with me is through our King's Dream Patreon community. So consider partnering with us there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Now enjoy. Bruce Denzel Washington has been making headlines lately, specifically for his conflict, apparently about Ellen Pompeo from the time he directed a Grey's Anatomy episode. And in that, she was like bragging about getting into an argument and being tough with Denzel Washington. And she kind of kind of played herself in terms of the reaction of this. It basically sounded like she was improvising on a scene of Grey's Anatomy. Denzel checked her. She cussed him out and then decided to do an interview and like brag about it. And people dragged her on Twitter and thought the entire thing uh, just made her look pretty wild. And I wanted to talk about this to, to kind of lead with because I think it's an interesting thing that anybody would like want to go to war with Denzel. Like that's such a goofy thing to me. But in the greater context, I think of the reputation that Denzel has been able to build in Hollywood as a, an amazing actor with uh, a ton of integrity and how that's happened over the years. It wasn't accidental. It wasn't something that was overnight. And so I wanted to jump into this conversation by playing you guys a couple of clips that have recently came out with Denzel setting, sitting down with his, somebody uh, uh, calls his pastor, Dr. A.R. Bernard, amazing pastor from the New York area. I've watched some of his sermons. Really, really, really incredible testimony he has in his own right. But there's a couple clips from the Better Man 365 YouTube channel. This is a men's conference that I think they're going to play the whole interview for. And I wanted just to highlight a couple of things regarding Denzel's faith and then bring it into some scripture. All right, here we go. Uh, Bishop Blake, I said, well, do you think, you know, I told him that story. I don't know how many years ago. You think I should be a pastor? What she told, she said, no. He said, no. You have your pulpit. So I always looked for that, for lack of a better word, angle. So he is desiring to to pastor, potentially start a church, and it sounds like as we're learning more about him in, in, in this recent interview, that he might be speaking more and being more and more and more and more overt about his faith. But he talks about he has his pulpit in terms of movies, and he's always looking for that angle watch what he says next because what he says next is going to offend some of you guys all right just so just buckle up preemptively i'm telling you it's going to offend some of you guys listen what's the story that the only thing i wrote on the cover of training day was the wages of sin is death the only thing i wrote on the cover of training day is that the wages of sin is death training day which is a pretty pretty dark movie in every regard, yet Denzel was looking for a way to tie in a biblical principle into that piece of art. Let's keep listening. I had the end of that film changed. For in order for me to justify living in the worst way, I had to die in the worst way. He died in a very small way in the, in the script. But I purposely wanted him to be knocked down on the ground and crawl like a snake. Wow. I purposely wanted him to get knocked down uh, and crawl like a snake at the end of the movie to make the wages of sin death come alive by the lead character in Training Day dying a brutal death because he lived in a brutal way. People would not 
assume that in terms of the way that movie looks on the surface and the actual heart behind why he played a bad guy, a villain in the movie. And that's a whole other conversation that some Christians would say, like, you're not even supposed to play a villain. You're not supposed to play a bad guy. That's too dark. Da, da, da. You know, and, and but yet he is trying to articulate this idea the way Joseph Sin is dead. Dick's getting ready to be 67, having just buried my mother. I made a promise to her and to God to do not just to do good the right way, but to honor my mother and my father by the way I live my life the rest of my days on this earth. I'm here to serve, to help, to provide. In every prayer, you know, the ego's interesting. You just don't know. But in every prayer, all I hear is feed my sheep. Mm. That's what God wants me to do. I'm like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> What's that mean? Well, what I found out in the last couple of years of hearing it, that there's all kinds of sheep. Not everybody wants to go right to the... So that's why I talk to experienced shepherds. Feed my sheep. That is what he is hearing in his prayers. I'm going to play you guys one last clip, and this is really interesting. So for many, many years and decades, I did that through my work and through my philanthropy and through being a good guy and all of those things. So he's saying, hey, I, I did this through the art, through the films, okay? Now watch what he says next. That's not the case anymore. Hmm. What my mother said to me was, Denzel, you do a lot of good, but you must do good the right way. Hmm. She Whew. said, and you know what I'm talking about. Can't buy your way in. Can't love your way in. You got to serve. You got to do good the right way. You got to serve. You got to do good the right way. If you guys want to hear kind of more of Denzel's testimony, he has a very dope interview from about a year ago with Dr. A.R. Bernard regarding his testimony, how he came to faith, all that kind of stuff. I, we're not going to get into all of that right now, but it, I refer you guys to his channel. And again, Dr. A.R. Bernard's stuff is super dope. But I did want to play this last part that I found extremely encouraging and I think is a, a, a good tie back into scripture and a good roadmap for how we should be living in light of everything going on right now. Okay, so check this out. Privileged to be invited into a pastoral space in your life. I, I, I appreciate that. I, I, I honor that and respect that space that you've allowed me to enter in your life and in your heart and in your family. So one, Dr. Abernar is saying, I'm grateful that I could be a pastor in your life. So this, this isn't just the homie. This is someone that is uh, pastoring him, shepherding him. Okay. Now watch this. Uh, and out of that, I say, I'm proud of you, man, how you have navigated the man that you uh, have become and the fact that you are using your platforms unapologetically to identify with your faith, but to identify with wisdom and, and, and live a life, like I said, the good man who leaves an inheritance to his children's children, leaving not just material legacy, but spiritual inheritance, intellectual inheritance, emotional uh, and motivational inheritance by making better choices. I just want to be in that number mm. when the saints go marching in. It, it, I, I don't care where I am in that number, in that line. I know I won't be alone, but I, I want more than anything else in my life being that number such a such a good like tie-in and beautiful glue 
to what these two gentlemen are saying. And again, you guys should really go watch more of that full testimony. It picks up at about the 15 minute mark in terms of going deep into Denzel's testimony, him kind of having multiple encounters with God, having a, a, a father who was, a, I believe, an elder in their church, a praying mother, giving his life multiple times to Jesus until he finally surrendered. And even still saying, hey, I believe I got to do more. I got I got to serve more. I need to be more overt with my faith. And I think this is one of these reasons why he has a pretty spotless record in terms of Hollywood. He's been with his wife for, I believe, 43 years. Dr. A.R. Bernard just celebrated 60 years of marriage. These are guys of character. These are guys of, of, of integrity. These are men who are... I believe, giving us some of the blueprint in terms of how we should be processing these things. And Dr. Aaron A.R. Brand referred to this verse, right? And he talks about, he says, man, you're living with wisdom and you're making good choices and you're doing the right things on this side of eternity. And Denzel juxtaposes that with, I, I'm just thinking about heaven. I'm thinking about the afterlife. So it's this tension here that I think is a good tension. So check out Proverbs 13.22. He alluded to this. He says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. A good man, one of the translations, I believe the KJV says, a good, a righteous man leaves an inheritance uh, to his children's children, to his grandchildren, okay? So a lot of people right now are living very much in a right now type of way. What is happening right now? I'm afraid of this right now. I'm scared that this is going to happen. Uh, th- this agenda, this thing, that thing, what is, the, uh, we don't know, the, 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 everything is getting crazy. Oh my gosh, right? If you're a righteous man, you are commanded to leave a inheritance for your children's children, for your grandchildren, okay? So regardless of what's happening out there, the expectation for us is the same regardless of what's happening out there. And when we live life with a wisdom, when we live life with a practicality that our eternal our eternal context has a practical implication to our todays, and our todays aren't just measured in our todays, but they're measured in years and decades, and we're thinking generationally, it changes how we approach life because we're not just living for the moment. We're not just afraid by the latest media uh, story. We're not just afraid of what's happening and who's doing what, and what a gen, blah, 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 I'm freaking out. And so there's this passage, I've talked to you guys about it a lot in the last coming weeks, and it's from Jeremiah chapter 29. Everybody goes to Jeremiah chapter 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you. They miss the fact that that's actually 70 years in the future. And in the context, this is written to the children of God who are in exile, who are captive by the Babylonians. And God has very specific advice for them that I think is applicable to potentially our context today. If you're struggling with what's going on out there in the world, this can directly apply to our context today. Uh, Jeremiah 29 verse 4. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. So this is what he's saying to those exiled. These, they're living in enemy territory, okay? Remember the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember the story of Daniel. This is who he's writing to. These are people that have had their identities taken. They've, given, they've been given other identities. They've, their names have been changed. They try to change their diet. They try to change their customs. And he's saying, listen, all of you guys that are living in exile, here's, my, here's, here's what God says to you. Build houses and settle down. Plant 
plant gardens and eat what they produce, marry and have sons and daughters, find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase and number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I've carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. I think Denzel has exhibited this. I think we've seen people who live this way end up winning and leaving a legacy for generations to come. Number one, verse five, build houses and settle down, okay? Everybody's waiting for the rapture and waiting for Jesus to come back any moment. Hey, build houses, settle down. Build houses, settle down. A lot of us are not thinking about houses and generational prosperity. We're thinking about the here and now. We're living in the moment, right? Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Start something that can work for you. Don't just work for everyone else. Start something that can work for you. A garden is something you work on and then it produces food for you. It produces a harvest for you. And then the next one is is really interesting. Think generationally. Mary have sons and wives, and then find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage. This sounds like a, uh, this sounds a lot like a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, okay? So find wives for your sons and give daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase the number there and do not decrease. A lot, I hear a lot of people, oh, I just don't know about marriage. I just don't know about family. I just don't know about kids. Well, if you're afraid of the world out there, the best way we could change the world is by creating more godly offspring, right? Verse seven, and then this is the most interesting to me. This by far is the most interesting and it is the most challenging, I think, for us as followers of Jesus. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. What? That makes no sense. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. How, why would God tell me to seek the peace and prosperity in a city that is hostile towards me? That makes no sense. And then, but it, but it goes on to say, pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. If you seek the peace and prosperity of the city that you're living in, if you seek the peace and prosperity of the people that you're serving, if you seek the peace and prosperity of the country that God has you in, and it prospers, then you will prosper. We have so many people right now so hell-bent on critiquing the world and criticizing everybody else while they don't have their their home in order, they don't have their financial plans in order, they don't have their career plans in order, they don't have their family plans in order, they don't have their vision, they don't have anything going. So they're critiquing everybody else without bringing any value to anyone, without doing anything to help anyone, yet they're critiquing the world. Take the peace and prosperity of where I've sent you into exile. So let's just think worst, worst possible scenario that, oh my gosh, everything is going terrible, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, America's bad, it's Babylon all over again. Well, how did the children of Israel carry themselves when they were in Babylon? The way a lot of us are carrying ourselves or... Did they take their values and, and the values that, that, that were instilled in them, the disciplines, the work ethic, the vision, the identity, and they maintain that despite the world around them. And because of that, you see Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, yes, going through some persecution, but ultimately winning the, the, the favor of the king over. And I think Denzel is an example of that. And as he has gone on, he's become more and more and more and more bold and outspoken about his faith. So I think this is a beautiful uh, a parallel for a lot of us to look at and say, man, there's a, there's a lot here. And 
someone like Denzel can get into conflict with people and, and the people just opening up about arguing with him like Popoyo from Grey's Anatomy, she then looks wild and gets dragged. It's like, what are you doing arguing with Denzel? Like, he's like one of the most liked people in Hollywood. <laughs> right? You sound goofy. Oh, yeah, I got into an argument with Denzel and I yelled at him and called him a mother. What? What are you talking about? You can brag about this? You sound dumb. That's how people should sound when they argue with Christian. When, when somebody, your integrity and your character and your contribution should be so rock solid that even when somebody's trying to brag about arguing with you, they sound stupid. It's like, what are you talking about? You, you do arguing with him? He loves people and he serves people and he loves Jesus. And he's just, he's seeking the peace and prosperity of the city. What are you talking about? I think there's something to this. And I think we rather go in and just gloss over the obvious and, and, and think about abstracts and things that don't really cause us to change anything about ourselves. And if I see the scriptures the way I think they're intended to be seen, we see Jesus consistently saying, hey, repent, sin no more. Repent, sin no more. Hey, lay down your life. That word life in Matthew means psyche. Lay down your psyche. Lay down your view. Lay down your ways of doing things and pick up my cross, pick up my burden for you. And ultimately my burden is light, right? Because God's ways are better than our ways. So that's what I thought about when I saw this Denzel thing, man, I was super blessed by it, super encouraged by it. Hopefully it blesses you. Let me know what y'all think. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Yo, thank you so much for making it to the end of this video. If you found it valuable, make sure you hit that like button and are subscribed. The Love What You Do album and apparel launch is here for a limited time. So if you want to partner with what we're doing here, make sure you hit the link in the description or in the pinned comment to pick you up some Love What You Do apparel to partner with what we're doing here on the channel. Thank you so much. Peace.